Support Black Podcast. Don't call it a podcast. This is just shit you gotta hear. Serious rap shit, that is. Covering all things in and around hip-hop culture. It's the Serious Rap Shit Podcast. With your hosts, John Morrison and Josh Leedy. Get everything that's going down in the world of hip-hop, including the daily fuckery that's going on in the life of your host. And believe me, fuckery is what it is. Serious Rap Shit Podcast. Find it on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and any place and every place that you find good hip-hop. And remember, support Black Podcasts. And welcome to Gutter Talk. <laughs> Gutter Talk. <laughs> what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? I, I'm Johnny Destructo. Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. I always forget to throw in my, my Thwip Tribble designation. You don't have to. <sighs> it's, it's a Black Tribble's Coke Pop Collaboration. So Co- you, collaboration. Collaboration. Uh, so uh, we're here to talk about, I don't even know, some stuff that's comic book related, ma- based a little bit. Comic related, book adjacent. Adjacent. And uh, we're here at 4327 Main Street. Uh, it's Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's on my own personal little baby comic shop. Uh, and, um, hmm. So you know, uh, wait on, a minute. Oh, 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 oh. Just real, oh. Go ahead. Where were you? No, go ahead. It can't just. Speaking We're professionals. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Mm. Speaking of comic book stores growing up, I hope you do not mind, and I'm sure you share with me, saying so, congratulations to Ariel. To Ariel Johnson of, of Amalgam Commerce and Co- Coffee House. Bom, bom, bom. Uh, she recently won a, I believe it was, oh, now I'm drawing a blank on the grant. It, it's not a Pell grant. Um, I don't even know. But it, it, she won a whole lot of money. Yeah, nice. To build up her her store, and soon uh, in 2019, she'll be having classes in there and a performing space. It's really going to be really dope. So Malcolm Commons and Coffee House is uh, getting bigger and better. So hey, the Hero Complex is getting bigger. Coffee and Comics House is getting bigger. Every place everybody's getting getting bigger bigger. nice meanwhile i'm watching my weight yeah i'm also getting bigger (laughs) oh man no you are not i got to that point where like when i walk i can kind of just feel things jiggling around oh not not a fun feeling that is not a fun feeling (laughs) i'll tell you what is a fun feeling being here with you oh yeah (laughs) gorsh so um on the other show that you don't listen to called Spoiler Alert. It's a <laughs> weekly comic book review show that we also do on the Cult Pop Network. Yes. Oh, by the way, also, I just got on Stitcher finally. <laughs> it's about damn time. Well, I was on Stitcher before for Pop, when it was called Pop-Tards. Right. I was on Stitcher, and then I uh, I tried to get in there and just like change the name up and change the RSS kind of thing. And then it was like, hey, uh, person, user, who wants to use this interface, <laughs> what is your password? And I went, oh. oh. So I just created a whole new, whole new one. But I'm up on Stitcher. Cult Pop is up on Stitcher. And uh, what was my point? I'll tell you my point. On the other show, we do a thing called, it's a really, it's a really uh, c- clever segment called, hey, uh, what did you do this week, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> the huh is very important. It's key. It's clutch. And I'll tell you what I did, but first, I want to know what you did this week, huh? Oh, wow. Okay, what did I do this week? I just... Um, man in the High Castle. Oh, I was watching The Man in the High Castle. <laughs> Catching up, and actually, yes, because I just I I'm, I know the third season is going to be starting soon, so I went to catch up. Oh, it's still going. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a one a one season, season thing. No, John. no, it was two seasons oh. on, on uh, Amazon Prime. Cool. And it was interesting uh, because I don't know if this is a real thing because the Man in the High Castle, for people that don't know, is based on a Philip K. Dick um, novel from um, I guess like the fifties or something like that, mm. which basically tells the story of what would happen if the Germans and the 
Japanese won the war. Mm-hmm. Even though it, it's loosely science fiction, but you got to watch it to see. So, but, but because of that, I don't know how much in this world that they have created, which is set in the late 50s, early 60s, is actual real world stuff. Mm-hmm. Because th- I say that because this guy was sitting around and he had like a pack of cigarettes. And he was just sitting around smoking the cigarettes. But then they did a close-up on his pack of cigarettes. And I can't remember what like the, the name was, like Marlboro or whatever, whatever. But you know how it will say Marlboro or Newport Cigarettes? Mm-hmm. It said whatever, marijuana cigarettes. Oh, interesting. And I was like, did they ever make like legal packs of marijuana cigarettes? No, I think that's uh, alternate history stuff. Okay. because yeah. But, it, but it, it, then it was... Then uh, it was great because it looked like a vintage pack of cigarettes. Oh, it's cool. It really it took it had me questioning my own reality. So this series, forgive me, I haven't seen it, but I'm only peripherally aware of it. I heard about it. Uh, does it take place in the past? It takes place in the past. Like I said, like about your you know, problem. You said it was written in the fifties. Yeah, because I think the, the, the novel is from, like, maybe the 60s. Okay. But the story takes place in roughly, like, 1959 to 1962-ish. Okay, all right. Around. Like, in and around the time of the Cuba, Cuban Missile, missile Crisis. Missile Crisis, yeah. Um, and, but it's really, I mean, like, this, the, the set work on this is, like, you, you are taken the, back to that. That's ass. what I was just thinking, because yeah. you know, I'm, I'm picturing the pitch meeting and being like, okay, guys, so it's an alternate history where the Nazis won, go. And then I'm thinking about all the people who are like, have to, like, set design and do all that stuff. And then, and then to, on top of that, also be like, oh, also it takes place 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's killer, man. I mean, like, especially when you think about, because the whole premise is that not only did they win, but they took over the United States, yeah, yeah. and the, like the the Germans have like most of the United States, and then there's this like weird neutral zone, which is basically like the the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, and then the Japanese have the have the West, hmm. you know. Um, but it's really weird to see like their New York, you know. That looks like roughly like if you saw like an old movie of mm-hmm. that time. Looks like New York, yet just fetishized with like Nazi paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. It's yeah. it's insane. So what are you telling me, Lenny? You telling me you would recommend this show? I'm telling you that yeah, it's a slow burn. I'm not going to lie to you. It is a very slow burn. Some people it's maybe a little bit too slow for, but I think that the set design, the acting. The writing, yeah, everything is so spot on. It, it takes you into that world. And, okay, this is what I, I noticed watching the second season. Ostensibly, while it's, it's a show about the Germans and the Japanese winning and basically conquering the U.S., so you have to imagine that there's some t- sort of resistance sure. against them. Yeah, yeah. And there is, right? With, thus, is um, all winds up into this man in the high castle because of all these quote-unquote films that he is putting out there, right? Oh, man in the high castle is, what is that referencing? Are you saying that's the name of the resistance? Well, or? that's the name of the show, and that's the, there's this there's this man who's called the man in the high castle. Okay. Now they don't ever exactly say what that refers to, at least okay. if, not as far as I know. But what he does, though, as he kind of like leads this resistance, is he has these these films mm-hmm. that are they are putting put it out there that the Germans are trying to collect. Well, Adolf Hitler. Is yeah. actually trying to collect, and for his own selfish reasons, uh, and and I don't want to give away what the film what the okay. films are about. Sure, that would give some away. But so you definitely are feeling for the resistance because they you know they're fighting for the freedom of America, right? Yeah, yeah. But this show can't all be just like. Americans. Yeah. So it's a, a whole lot of Japanese actors because they're just Japanese on the on the West Coast. And um, there are German actors and there, there are also some people that were German Americans that, you know, became uh, basically part of the, the Nazi party because they are technically German. Um, but a lot of the characters live in the world of gray mm-hmm. where they are some bad people 
and have been called upon to do some bad things. Yeah. But because of what is going on in the story and the writing is so well, you still feel a little like a tug for them. Mm. And you're kind of rooting. Like there's this one German played by this. Uh, he's um, His name is John Smith. He's an open Fuhrer. So basically, like, he's the head of the Nazis in America. Okay. Right? Uh, out of New York. Because they can't be out of Washington, D.C. because the Nazis, you know, uh, bombed D.C. Yeah. So he's a bad dude. I mean, he's 100%. He's an American, but that he was a German-American. Uh, so now he's, like, the head of the Nazis over here in, in America. He's bad. He's called to kill Jews. He's called to round up, you know, don't, hate, don't like black people. Like, he's a, he's, he, he tortures. He's a bad dude. And yet, hmm. in the second season, you find yourself strangely rooting for this dude in a weird kind of way. That is weird. And I, I, if I told you why, it would give I'd it away. i see, yeah. But you really do find, I'm like... You find yourself rooting for him. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right, John. And then in the next scene, <laughs> he goes back to some Nazi stuff. And you're like, oh, damn. And you just feel weird, dude. And it's the same thing for like this, like these Japanese guys. There's this one Japanese guy who's like, like the head of their, let's say, like their CIA or whatever. Sure, yeah. And he rounds up this guy that's in the resistance. And he can't get this guy to give up the, give up the tapes, yeah. right? But meanwhile, his the dude's sister, along with her kids, they want to. They come to the Japanese consulate, like, "Yo, you know, my brother, he's missing, and everything like that." Oh, we're gonna uh, help you find him. You know, let me go get my uh, my boss here, just wait in his room. And they go sit in the room. The kids are watching TV and everything like that. Meanwhile, then the dude comes in. And he takes a picture of them, and they're like, "What are you taking a picture for?" Yeah, yeah. And he walks out. They go show his picture, show their picture to dudes to her brother who's locked up in a cage and they letting them know like, yo, you either give us this information. Right. Or they're gone. Right. Because legally we can do it because they're Jewish. <gasps> they ain't did nothing wrong. Right. They're Jewish. Give up the tapes. Wow. So dude doesn't, he's trying not to give up the tapes. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, I'll, I'll give this one point away. Ultimately, you know, he, he find out that he doesn't have to give up the tapes because they find out what they want. Anyway. And he found out that he had nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. So they let him go. Oh. And he's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Can I get my sister? And he's like, yeah, we found out too late. Oh. And they gassed his sister. Oh. And the kids. It's crazy. That's horrible. And yet... You find yourself rooting for this Japanese guy. I don't know. I'm telling you, JD, if you watch this show, <laughs> if you watch this show, by the end of the second season, you won't know who the hell to root for. Okay. You will be you will be out of your freaking mind. Like, who do I root for? Because there's one person who's built up as the big hero, and this person is like the biggest pain in the neck. Hmm. I'll check it out. You won't. But no, no, it's been on my list. I definitely want to check it out. You no, should. It's, it's, it's definitely and, been on my list. And it's smart because it's only 10 episodes a season. Oh, that's good. Nice. Um, what have what, you done this week, JD? Speaking of Nazis taking over America, I was watching some DC animated stuff, and uh, I downloaded the Seed podcast, or the Seed uh, CWC app, app. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching the Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, it's queer as hell, so that's kind of cool. I was impressed by that. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I forgot that the new the Ray is is you know gay now. Right. Um, and uh, so that was kind of cool. And um, because doesn't he, it take place on? Well, it, he's from our Earth. Right. And then uh, over on Earth X, I think it is, yes. is the one that's been taken over by the Nazis, and there's like a Nazi Supergirl, there's a Nazi Arrow, Nazi Flash, yada yada yada. Um, the Ray from their Earth winds up getting mortally wounded and traveling to our earth and giving this version of that kid the power. Right. And then, so he messes around and like learns how to be a superhero. And then the Nazis come looking for him and stuff like that. So I've been watching that. That's been really so solid. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with that seed stuff is they're all like three to five minute episodes. Yes. Very quick. Like I got real stoked cause I saw some, uh, animated Constantine stuff coming and I was like, Oh cool. And I was like, oh, it's in The Seed, which is like the Vixen show and the Ray. And like all told, it's probably like maybe 45 minutes for the season. Pretty much. Um, 
But I downloaded the seed specifically for Constantine because I love that character so much. And then I watched all the ones that they had available, and then the sh it's not over. So it sounds like what they did is they but released the Ray's a bunch not of over. The Ray, well, I haven't finished the Ray. Okay. Constantine isn't over. Okay. I got excited to watch all of the episodes of Constantine, thinking it would be a whole movie, and then it was like a half hour total. Yeah, that's it. And it's not done. Uh, it's not like there was an end. It was like the middle of the story. Yeah. So um, I saw that they might release it as like a uh, DVD or something, Blu-ray. Okay. So they may put it together as a film and release it that way. But that's what I've been watching. And then um, I also just, okay, so three years ago, I said, I keep hearing about this Wire TV show, The Wire. Everyone tells me it's good, blah, blah, blah. It was either three or four years ago. And it took me watching, the, trying to get through the first episode Two or three times mm -hmm. before I finally did it and stayed awake. <laughs> uh, and it was such a... But I kept with it because everyone was like, no, it's the greatest TV show in the world, blah, blah, blah. Come, the, the, I finished it last week. Finished it last week? Finished, finished the entire like, season? Yeah, I want to say like maybe four or five days ago. I finished all five seasons. And it's so goddamn good. Ain't it? Uh, but it was so good that I was sad that it was over. And I went, oh, man... I really wasn't paying that much attention in the beginning of the show because I was so bored. Let me go back. <laughs> so I just immediately went right back to episode one, season one, and started rewatching it again. Now that I know who the characters are and yeah. everything, and you can kind of see, see where they start, knowing where they end up, yep. is kind of an even uh, nicer kind of. Um, it is actually pleasure for me. Yeah, it's real cool because now you can see where they're kind of like seeding their whole story. Yeah, I remember in like episode one or two, um, they're talking to McNulty. Who I don't really like that much as a main character. He's just no. kind of a dipshit. No. But someone asks him uh, something like, you know, just it was just a conversational piece. It was just like, oh, you know, if if uh, if you got moved around, where's like the least place you would want to go? And he's like, oh man, boats. I don't, I hate the boats. Yep. Um, and then it's like maybe four or five episodes later, it's another completely different conversation. And someone's like, whenever anybody asks you where you don't want to go, don't tell them because. Dollars to donuts. If you get in trouble, that's where they'll send you. So you know, for season two, he winds up at the boats. Because mm -hmm. I remember starting season two, I've been like, "What? <laughs> Is it the? He's doing like this weird boat cop stuff. What's going on?" So yeah, it was nice to watch that sort of like take place throughout the season. It's a great, so good, such a good show, man. Idris Elba was yeah. amazing in it, um, and like, there's so many characters that. I love so much, and I know where they're headed. I'm like, oh no, don't, I know. don't do the thing you're gonna do. Now, do you not agree? Now, having watched the entire show, yes, that this probably the single greatest season of television was probably the one that happened in the schools. Four, the series four in the school. Absolutely, yes. It's I had so many emotions. Yes. I had so many emotions. And it's even more brutal when you get to the end of season five and the show's and over. You see, yeah, you, you see where out, all those kids wind up. Oh. Yeah, right? Right? Oh, it broke my heart. Because you don't see that coming. Mm -mm. And it, it, like you said, if you went back to the beginning of season four mm -hmm. and see where those kids are then, mm -hmm. you would never imagine where they wind up. Yep. Especially not the one, the, the one boy. Dookie. The oh, real, the real well, skinny kid. Oh, no, oh, oh, well, yeah, Dookie. Fucking I forgot Dookie, all man. about Dookie. Dookie, that's the one that got me. I, well, yeah, Dookie. No, when you said that, Dookie does get me. But I was actually thinking about the boy who the kid with used, ponytail. No, not him. Because I kind of saw, I kind of saw where yeah, he, he was, was going. Because I want to call him weak, but he just wasn't built for that life. Right. Yeah. But the boy that used to take up for Dookie. Oh, and Snoop. Yeah. He takes out Snoop. Takes out Snoop, but no. But, but what happens but, to him after that? No, you don't realize. Well, maybe you. Is maybe it's. Uh, um, you're not seeing it. What basically happens is that he becomes the neighborhood's new kingpin. Marlo. Mar he does. He's yeah. the new Marlo. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Like the, the like the the the. Um, is it because he's the only one left? Well, no. He basically because you know my, my man gets taken out in, yeah. the, in the store. Yeah. 
Like, I, like, I didn't see that coming. Man. Nobody saw that. Coming. I, I I squealed at the television. I was I was like, what? What? Like, yeah, it's like, no, this can't be happening. Yeah, and it's not I even don't like say they, who, but yeah, and it doesn't and, and it doesn't even happen at the end of the episode. No, because that's gonna really mess you up. Because it's, yeah. it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, there's still like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, left. yeah. <laughs> yeah, my man got. Mm. Got done dirty. That was that was brutal. Oh my god, this show! And then I had to go back. I had to Google because I, you know, the kid that gets him. I was like, wait, who the who? What? Who's this? And he's been on the show throughout in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. you saw your, your your boy the beginning of Michael B. Jordan. Yep. In yep. season one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, what a great show! People aren't lying when they're saying it's one of the best shows on television. It it, it was, man. Mm. It it was so slept on. And as much as some of the technology, yeah, is dated because it's oh, back in the days of whatever. beepers and burners yeah. and all that stuff. It's still it's it. You could watch it, yep. and just melt yourself right into the world, man. Man, it's so good. Carcetti. My man, Littlefinger? Yeah, yeah Littlefinger. Oh, oh, my God. It took me a while to get used to him because I thought for sure he was going to be as creepy as he was as Littlefinger. Right. And he was like, he was, he was trying. He was trying Which to be a good Which is why Littlefinger is such a, a crazy yeah. turn for him. Yeah. Because if you only knew him from the wire. And all of a sudden he was just this monster. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, oh my God. What a goddamn. It was so good. So good. I'm glad I'm rewatching it. I, my, I think my favorite character out of the actual, the whole show is probably um, uh, the old gentleman. With the old, with the old cop, the old cop who like builds the furniture. Oh yeah, oh, I can't, I can't think of his name. The one who's like the smartest one in any room he walks into, but like yeah, no one pays him any attention. Crazy bowlegged. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy bowlegged. But yeah, he, uh, Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Freeman. 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 Yeah. I think my favorite character is, um, oh shit, is it Bumps? Or bubbles, bubbles. Yeah, the, the crabs, crackhead, bubbles. Yeah, man, bubbles. Yeah, crackhead. Yeah, it's bubbles. Yeah, because 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 his arc is like uh, really. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's so good. Uh, and I read, uh, I went, you know, I went googling around as soon as I was done. I was like, let me read all this stuff about the show. And uh, I came across somebody. I think it was like a little. Oh, it was like a look back. They mm-hmm. got a bunch of the actors currently to look back on their time on the wire. Oh, okay. And. Uh, I think the guy who played Bubbles, he had told a story about how he was in the same place as Obama, President Obama, and President Obama goes, hey, Bubs! <laughs> how, could you imagine being so, I don't know, being that actor and having the president address you as your character name? Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. It is cool. In a way, you know, you're like, I don't want to get typecast. Like, yeah, yeah. But it was the president. But it was fucking Obama. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I've been doing this week. Well, you have been having a good time, a my good, friend. Yeah, man. So what a way to spend the week. Letters. We got letters. We got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. All right. We got a letter from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Good night. Hey, JD, it's called. If I move to Mania, can I have a job? No soup for you. <laughs> Dear Len and JD, if the, in the Star Wars novels, the lightsaber igniting is described as snap hiss. That's not that's a, a terrible onomatopoeia for a lightsaber. Yeah, that's not good at all. Snap hiss? No. no. You need one. Yeah. I think Incredible Hulk handled the telling of an origin best by showing it during the opening credits. I wouldn't mind the Fantastic Four going that route. Do you know what he's talking about? The movie. The movie Incredible. But wasn't the movie Incredible Hulk, that was the one that came after Hulk. Yes. So, yes, it's showing that. No, but. But the it's not showing the origin that happened in Hulk. Hulk was the Ang Lee film that was right. sort of panned. Not not everybody liked it, even though no, it was like, I thought it was. But I thought the Incredible Hulk was it. It, it is supposed to be a sequel to that movie. Because <laughs> the origin that they show is not the origin of what happened in the Ang Lee film at all. You sure? I 100%, because as soon as it came on, I went, oh, weird, they're doing the like the 1970s Bruce Banner from the TV show origin. Really? They're like, Yeah, for real. Watch it. It's not the same. Okay. It's literally like a ripoff of, or not a ripoff, but an homage to the 1970s television show. Really? Okay. Yeah, they're just like overwrote, they're just like, you know what? 
that first Ang Lee Hulk never happened. Uh, let's just sweep that right under the rug, and we're just going to start afresh, and we'll show you the, tr the so, origin. So the, what you're saying is credits. that the Incredible Hulk, yes. which is with um, Edward Norton, Edward Norton, is more a movie sequel to the 70s TV show Hulk, which starred Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Sure. Or at least until that, that show's uh, original movie pilot. Yeah. TV movie. I would say pilot. yes, more so than it is probably the, the Ang Lee, Ang Lee film. Hulk. Yeah. Uh, there was another one. What's another one that did that? And it doesn't really count because I think it was Spider Man 2 or 3. And I think the trail, not the trailer, the credits of that was a retelling of the origin through Alex Ross paintings of scenes from the first movie. So yes, that was kind yeah. of another cool. Yeah. Here's a real quick catch up, kids. So, right. yeah, I'd be okay with that for the Fantastic Four as well. Right. I enjoyed the Meg, he continues. I've always wanted to live someplace weird, <laughs> like an old oil rig in the middle of nowhere. Statham singing Just Keep Swimming from Finding Nemo cracked me up. Yeah, that was a good, good moment there. I don't think I got the reference there. I oh, didn't realize it was a Finding Nemo reference. Oh, you didn't? You know, no. that's, that's Dory. No, I don't. I you don't didn't see yeah. Finding Nemo? No, I did. I I just don't, don't remember, remember that it. particular thing. Really? That's like one of I don't, memorable things. Shut up. I don't mind Ruby Rose in anything I've seen her in. She gets a lot of flack, but I don't dislike her. My only problem with her in John Wick 2 is that she's playing a deaf slash mute. There was no backlash about her taking the job of someone who's actually a deaf mute. Len, Len, <laughs> oh, Len you shut your mouth in regards to Arrow ending. <laughs> 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 the only TV to big screen movie jump with the same actors I can think of are the Star Treks and the Power Ranger movies. Those are I didn't even think of those. That's good. Okay. I think I made an off off uh, off the cuff comment about how the TV actors never really make it to the screen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, prove me wrong. Any Illuminati list that doesn't list Amadeus Cho on it needs to be remade and checked twice. Uh, no, it doesn't. I don't know. You don't think that Amadeus Cho would be a good Illuminati? He's like the one of the smartest people in the in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, also he's like fucking fourteen. Yeah, okay. Well, then. All right. Then if you put him in there with Riri, with Moon Girl, uh -huh. and with the, Shuri, with Shuri, as they will be rewriting her. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Bet on it. Then yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Cool. And then, but if we're gonna throw him in there, then can we throw in the uh, the Richards kids? Sure. Oh, the little girl. She's like the smartest. She's the real smart too, isn't she? Yeah, she's probably smarter Valeria? than all of them. Valeria. Yeah. Valeria. I never yeah. quite knew her name. Leave Amadeus Cho out of there and put Valeria or Valeria. Val. It's probably Val. There you go. That's we'll put it. Val That's in there, and it'll be all. It'll just be all the women. Nice. I'm because okay at the end of the day, trust me, they're smarter than him. Mm-hmm. Pseudo relationship question. So. A few days ago. Everybody, you know, we asked for this. We did. I, I'm excited. So, a few days ago, I joined a Facebook support group for people with anxiety and depression. Mm. I commented once on someone's post about how similar to my own personal feelings it was, and the person, a female, almost immediately messaged me and made small talk, and the whole time I was watching Black Tribble's Prime. <laughs> Sent several selfies, nothing inappropriate, but still... And messaged me just now to see how my day is going. So there's no question there. There's no question, but... but it, it sounds nice. It does sound nice. It sounds real nice. You're reaching out. And I, this is something I try to tell people. I, I, actually, I have a friend that I'm, 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 I'm begging her to like do this. Is that the internet does make the world smaller yeah. for you. And more, uh, more uh, uh, reachable. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can reach out there. And yes, you. There's a whole bunch of knuckleheads out there, and you got to go through a whole lot of garbage. Mm -hmm. But you can't. You can't be afraid to at least put yourself out there a little bit, yeah. because every once in a while, a magical moment just like this that happened for mm -hmm. Chris, Christopher is around the corner, waiting to happen. There's somebody out there waiting to bring that magic into your world. One hundred percent. Um, now the one thing I will say is having been raised by women and I'm surrounded by women all the time, uh, all my friends, most of my friends are female and all that sort of stuff. And we talk about relationships and men a lot. And, um, the one thing I will say is that I personally try my damnedest to never assume that someone is interested in me. 
mm-hmm. and maybe that's not maybe I'm not actually saying the right thing. They don't. No one owes me anything. Right. So if someone is nice enough to talk about my depression with me and my anxiety, and I'm able to make that connection with somebody, I'm not going to automatically assume that they're interested in me in a romantic setting. Oh yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But I wasn't even. But to that, I, that's exactly what I mean. I don't think it's about being romantic. Yeah. I think it's just about you know putting himself out there and just finding someone who can appreciate that and then them just being cool. With yeah, them. and if like something that. grows out of it, great. Yeah, if nothing yeah. else, you just have a Facebook friend that you're, you're chilling and you're busting it up with. You nice. Know? Also, congratulations to Christopher Goodnight for joining the support group for anxiety and depression. That's awesome. Yes. That, that, you know what? You hear more and more, especially recently in the mm-hmm. last few uh, months, people being a lot more open about their... Um, the situations yeah, man. In, in that regard. Mm-hmm. So I think that is um, something to be celebrated. So good on you, dude. Yeah. I had uh, anxiety, major anxiety, when I decided I was going to open my store about three years ago. And uh, oof, that took me for a spin, man. It was rough. But uh, good. Congratulations. That's awesome. I'm glad you're like finding people to chat with. Yeah. That's important. Uh, and let's see. He continues. Remember that episode of Smallville where Clark meets the hot teleporting girl and it turns out she is wackadoo? Dot, 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 dot. Chris St. Saucy, good night. What? <laughs> she teleports and she's cra- crazy. All right. Was, was that? I don't know. Is there another email coming? I wasn't. <laughs> All right. I don't remember that. I don't either. I didn't watch Smallville, so I don't I, know. Oh, man. I hate watched every episode of that thing. And I was just like through gritted teeth. My both my teeth and teeth and my eyes were grit. I was grit and everything. I was just I could barely see through the angry slits that my eyes made. I was so angry at that fucking show. Really? Why? Oh, it's so bad. Listen, this. Okay, so all you need to know, all you need to know is that in the very first, I want to say scene. No, I think the first scene is the uh, meteor shower. In the first scene you have with Clark as as he is uh, in high school. Right. He's walking along and. Uh, he meets Lana Lang, right? They bump into each other, and she drops her books, and she's got a little kryptonite you know, necklace on. Right. So that throws him for a loop. And uh, I think she's picking up the books, and I guess he's got a copy of Nietzsche's um, Ubermensch. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, so, Clark, what are you, man or Superman? And that is all you need to know oh, about the writing of that show. <laughs> It only gets worse from there. They thought that that, and it's like, okay, we get it. It's the first episode. We're being cute. That's the whole show, man. That's all it is. Is like Clark Kent wears a red shirt and a and a blue jacket. Yeah. So that we don't forget that he's gonna be Superman someday. That's all it is. Is like dumb, pseudo clever dialogue. It's just so bad. So let me. So let me. Yes, you're not a fan of Gotham, the TV no, show Gotham. No, I because tried that's, it. That's pretty much the same thing, mm-hmm. just the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just dark, you mean? Or well, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like I did try to watch Smallville when it first came out. The writing didn't; it left me a little flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, it seemed to fit with what whatever they were trying to do. I felt like okay. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just not digging it. Yeah. So it was one of those shows where people would hail Smallville, and I would never say anything about it because it's like, well, it's not, it's not for me. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Gotham is dumb. <laughs> Gotham is just a dumb show. I know it's a dumb show. Uh-huh. I have finally it j- just got the dumbness wore wore you down, and I and I don't watch it anymore. Oh. But before I was like just. Watching it for just dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Because actually, I was watching it because I wanted to be there on the episode when one of the cops, Gotham's finest, would finally say, screw you guys, I'm going home. Because every episode of Gotham, mm-hmm. at least five cops die. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I never noticed. Yo, if you... 
went through, like Gotham is what, like maybe about five, six seasons old now? Yeah. If you went through and did a body count of just <laughs> the cops, of just the cops, yeah. I mean, it would be the, the entire police force of Philadelphia yeah, from yeah. 1970 to now. <laughs> there, I mean, there are, are, there are literally episodes where nobody dies but cops. <laughs> you know, and there are, there are seasons where it's like, Let's see how many cops we can kill. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's like, why would you ever be a police officer in Gotham? Well, I always wondered that about just New York City and all of the superhero worlds. Like, yes, just move somewhere else. Go to California. Something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, don't live because that's where all the supervillains are smashing shit. Yeah. I tried Gotham and I got to be honest, uh, I thought I liked her as an actress, but it turns out she's terrible. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith as Fish. Was that her name? Yeah, Fish Mooney. I don't know what she was. You know, I know what she was doing. She was doing Eartha Kitt. She was doing her own take on, like, over-the-top But but you know what? But you know what? Okay, okay, here's the thing. I actually liked her in this Mm. because she did look like she was just having fun. Yeah. And just being over-the-top, silly, goosey. And, and I liked it. She didn't take it too seriously. Yeah. You know? And I felt that, especially as the years w- have moved on in Gotham, more and more people have not taken it. You know, they, mm-hmm. they went in there with the same type of feel. Yeah. And that's why it, it got over. I and, feel like, I, from the way you're describing it, it feels like she was doing what Gotham is currently doing, but no one else in the show was doing what she was doing back then. So everyone else was taking it seriously. Except for her, so then she stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Yes, and but the re- and the reason why is because when she was on the show, Gotham was still to a degree cops versus mobsters. Yeah, and while the mobsters were a little over the top, they still had to be a little bit more down to earth because they were mm-hmm. mobsters. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to when you're more fanciful, it, villains came in. Mm-hmm. Now they killed her, brought her back. And she fit right in mm-hmm. because she came back in with, you know, with the freaks and geeks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, even though it was like they did actually kill her and then they brought her back. It was like mm-hmm. now she's like the bride of Frankenstein. It was, it was, wait, wait, she's literally like undead or something? More or less. Yeah, that's um, what happened to her. Cool. I think she has since died again, though. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. I'm never, everyone, you know, Brandon comes in, Brandon uh, from Brandon Ask Us, and he's always like, you got to watch Gotham. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just never going to get to it. There's a lot of things that people say, oh, you know what? You really should read the Fantastic Four by Jonathan Hickman. I go, yeah, it's on my list. I'm going to get to it eventually. I promise. I swear I'm going to do it. And then people say Gotham. I'm like, nah. 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 It's not even on my list. Nope. It's under Gwenpool. Yeah. It's a fucking, fucking Smallville, man. <laughs> Now I'm all angry again. Don't be angry. <laughs> it just so wasn't bad. for you. It wasn't. Be- look at it. Look at it this way. Like I don't think Smallville. You know the times that I, I checked back in on it. I think mm-hmm. the last time I checked in on it, it was they they did a, a episode where they brought in the Justice Society. Yeah, Jeff Johns wrote that. And I could look at it and I could say, okay, it's still a stupid show. Mm-hmm. I don't like what they're doing here. I don't care what anybody says. This Hawkman looks goofy as hell. But you know what? It's not for me. Yeah. You know? And you got to remember, during this time, it was the only thing going. That's why I kept hate watching it. Because I was like, but it'll get better. (laughs) And it's all I have in my life. It's all I have. So, yeah. Uh, And then it was over. And I was like, oh, thank God. I can stop this now. We've got another email. Email. And this one is from Rodolfo of 10,000worlds.org. Oh, word. Len, JD. Me. (laughs) I hadn't (laughs) planned on writing to you again so soon, but I found something that I just had to share. Oh. After the world's recent loss of Ms. Aretha Franklin, I was searching the net for her music and came upon an audio delicacy that might be of interest to comic book fans. On the B side of respect... Her 1967 45 RPM vinyl album is a song titled Save Me. Near the end of this song, Queen of Soul calls on Batman, the Green Hornet, and Kato for help. Somebody please make this a one shot. Oh, cool. 
Ah, oh, that is see that's very timely because in 1967, on TV at the same time, you had the Batman TV show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Green Hornet TV show. How cute. Which Cato was the Green Hornet sidekick. Uh, Aretha Franklin, obviously not a fan of Robin. Yeah, yeah. She she called out. She called on Cato. She called on Cato. Maybe Aww. she maybe she was tied up with Robin. How cute! I didn't know that. Hmm. That's cool. That yeah, would that is be, really cool. Oh man, could you imagine if that made it into like an uh, an issue of Batman sixty six? Oh, that'd be so, if she ah oh, if she like guest starred in it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cute. Yo, I mean, they did a Batman and Green Hornet crossover yeah, 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 now. Yeah. Maybe and you know it was a hit written by Kevin Smith. So maybe they'll do it again, and they, they could pick up on that story. That'd be oh, cool. That's cute. Um, were you a big Aretha Franklin fan? I was. I was. I was a very big Aretha Franklin fan. I thought that she was one of the few voices, like I like I love like you know the Motown sound and everything like that. But she was decidedly not Motown. Hmm. Um, she was a little bit more powerful and emotional in her um, in her music than most of Motown. Not knocking it, but they, mm. there was just a, a, more of a rawness to Aretha Franklin, um, which I actually always appreciated. She was my older sister's favorite um, singer growing up, so she was always in my house. Uh, her music was playing on. And I was a huge Aretha Franklin fan. Um, growing up, always liked her sound. And then, actually, when I went to see, as a kid, the the Blues Brothers movie oh, yeah. in a movie theater. I had no idea that she was in it. So when I'm watching it and I'm just getting getting down on, you know, I'm watching John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd doing their famous act from Saturday Night Live in a, in a big time movie. And then Aretha Franklin just comes in, you know, talking about you better think. Think! Oh my God. Nice. This is, oh, the love that, that's another one that I haven't really seen. Uh, the Blues Brothers film. If you're a good, I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. It really is a fun movie. Carrie Fisher, at the time, who I, I believe she was either dating or had just broken up with John Belushi, she's in it, um, oh. and, and she is she's insane in it because it's a gun toting Carrie Fisher. That's awesome. Um, it really is a a fun movie. Ray Charles, a lot of great music in there. Really cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I, as you were talking, I remember that someone had emailed us. I accidentally bumped my microphone. And someone had said, I love listening to the show, but it sounds like you're juggling microphones. And I tagged you on it. Do you know what he's talking about? What he's talking about is that there are sometimes when we are moving around because our mics are not on stands. Yeah. And if you listen back and to also, the show. And also, I'm very active. You are very I'm always active. jumping around with my microphone. This is why, unbeknownst to people, I, I have a little, <laughs> like, six-foot uh, cord on my microphone. I specifically have given JD the fifty foot, co- the twenty foot cord. Yeah. So that he can move all around. You're pretty stationary. You sit in the chair, and I kind of like jump up and down, and I'm running around, and I'm hopping. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's probably all me, just jumping around like a freaking idiot. And you can sometimes hear that. For the most part, you can't. I mean, that's like it's not super distracting. Uh huh. But there are times then where you can hear it. Um, when it's a whole lot of it, sometimes that annoys me. And but it'll be in in places as far as editing where I can't take it out yeah. because you're still talking. Yeah. You know, but for the so, most part, it's like, to me, it's ambiance. So is it for me moving around? It, it is sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't I'll, work. I don't, don't, sit don't sweat it. No, don't I'm sitting. It. Here we go. No, be you. Hello it's and fine. welcome to the show. <laughs> That's not you. That's not me. That will never be you. That's not me. Not at all. Do we have another email? We probably uh, do. We do. Cause you had one that you were reading. Because uh, they were talking about. I already read that one. Topher. Wait. Oh, I didn't read the one. Did I read the one from Topher? Hello, JD, Len, and to the funky cast of misfits known as your guests. No, you didn't read this one. I need some help. I love listening to Gutter Talk when it comes up in my queue of podcasts. Mm. The thing I really love is yelling into my car radio when I'm listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that is where my issue is. I really only get to listen while I drive to and from work. Okay. I would love to contribute via lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't read that right. Hold on. I would really, I really only get to listen while I drive to and from work. I would love to contribute via lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. <laughs> uh, but they are difficult to write slash type while driving in my car. 
Also, I have tried to do the dictation thing, but the voice control in my phone is not great while a podcast is going on because my car can't hear me. Then I normally forget what I wanted to say by the time I get in my house after walking Mina, my dog and not a random person for those who don't know me. Any tips you can give so I can contribute like I want to? Because I feel like you are not hearing what I'm screaming at my dashboard. Thanks, Topher. P.S. I don't have a triple name, and I can't think of one, so I'll work on that while you work on my issue. Hopefully, when this gets resolved, I will have one. So Topher is a gentleman who lives in Maniunk. Mm-hmm. He's been to my shop. Uh, uh, mostly I see him when I used to work, uh, I used to work uh, the bar door at Lucky's Last Chance. I was the I was the I was the fucking muscle, right? I would stand at the door and let people come and go, whatever, and check check IDs. And thus that is why the bar is now closed. Yeah. As they were getting robbed. That's right. Uh listen, I was probably listening to a podcast with my eyes shut. So uh I see him walking Mina, his dog, around. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't know what the solution to this is other than while you're driving around, what I do if I'm like driving around and I'm listening to like my favorite murder, which is what I'm currently listening to on podcasts, I have to pause it, and then I do the, "Hey blank," I don't want to say it because she'll she'll wake up my phone. "Hey blank," uh, take this note or whatever, um, or I just like do a talk to text kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then I put the show back on. That's how what I do. I don't know what the solution is other than pausing you the show to say it. I don't know. The only other option might be to um, listen to JD because a lot of people don't take heed at the end of the show that on ColtPopGo.com or is it ColtPop.com? ColtPopGo.com. On ColtPopGo.com, there is actually a link where you can leave a voicemail. Yeah, man. So leave a voicemail getting all of your ranting out. Mm Mm-hmm. And that way, it'll, it can be, you know, this full stream of consciousness, you know, that we will then listen to and maybe even play on, on the show. On the show, yeah, for sure. Last week, uh, someone left us three voicemails. Cool. They just kept going um, for uh, spoiler alert. So, yeah, go to coldpopgo.com. Click on the bright pink banner or bright red banner, and you can leave us a voicemail. That um, wasn't the email you were talking that's about. That's not. Though. I just found this was another one that I hadn't gotten to. You actually, I believe we had read that email. So by now, this is Topher getting um, more advice. I don't think we did. I think we talked about it before the show, but then when we were recording, I forgot to bring it up. Okay. That's I what we... I said when I saw him outside walking Mina the other night. Oh, really? And I was like, was that you? <laughs> yeah. So ten... I know we had talked about it before, but um... it's probably right. We didn't record it. So now we've done it. But there was another email that mentioned Randy, and it actually talked about possibly a crossover um, of Gutter Talk and Spoiler Alert, I believe. <laughs> and it was an email that was sent only to you because they mentioned that they have forgotten uh, how to spell blacktribbles at gmail.com. Len slash JD. I don't remember the Black Tribbles email address, so I'm just sending this to JD. So no offense, Len. No offense taken. And speaking of, I don't mean to offend you, Len. Yeah, whenever you start a sentence like that, offense usually follows. I have to agree with Randy. You are always giving him shit, whether or not he's on the show. Right. For liking everything. But you seem to like nothing. Well, not nothing, but you are up to four things you like, as Randy pointed out. Anyway, I won't go into details because Randy said it all better than I ever could, but I was thinking this for a while now. It's not a bad thing. You are discerning with your tastes, but it seems like you dislike more than you like and are are bringing JD down a bit with you. Although that may be because I'm much more like Randy and I enjoy a lot more than I don't. Plus, I'm as much of a Superman guy as Randy. All that being said, I love the show and love hearing your insights. Though you need to have Randy on more often. The banter between you guys is great, and I love hearing how much you guys love this stuff, whether you are shitting on it or loving it or decreeing your manifesto. Although while I appreciate the idea of graphic novels, there's something great about the monthlies and having quick returns to the stories and worlds each month for short bursts. Lastly, there needs to be guest appearances by Len and Randy together on Spoiler Alert. 
It would be great hearing you guys review comics along with the other two and JD attempting to keep the peace and keep the show on track. Maybe a three-hour epic? Anyway, keep up the entertaining. It gets me through the workday. Justice League Jones. Justice League Jones, a.k.a. Randy's wife. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for writing in. That was a joke. It's not J.L. Right. Jones. J.L. Jones. Um, First of all, there are more than four things that I like. So you, you, you state that you have a fifth thing that you like? A fifth yes, comic book? I like Black Hammer. Oh, Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer. Yes, I do, oh. like, I, I do like Black Hammer. Black yeah, Hammer is kind of cool. Vince yeah, told me about Black Hammer, mm -hmm. and I bought the first trade, and I have since bought the second one. I haven't read it yet, because I'm saving it for my, my, my cruise in December, so that's going with me along there. Oh, your cruise. Yeah. I was like, what? I thought you meant your last name. Cruz. <laughs> oh, my nickname. Um, yeah. So let me uh, let me throw down some knowledge for those of you who don't know because, and I, let me preface this by saying I hate that they do this, mm -hmm. but for people who are interested in Black Hammer, which you should be because it's great, um, and maybe we could tell people what it's about in just a second. Uh, Black Hammer Volume One, Black Hammer Volume Two, right? Then Sherlock Frankenstein miniseries, okay? Then uh, Doctor Star and Doctor Star and a something. Something's of Tomorrow, right? Uh, that's another miniseries. And then, right now, coming out in issues on the stands is Black Hammer Age of Doom, which I okay. imagine will be volume three of Black volume Hammer. Volume three of the Black Hammer series. So, yeah. So, do you want to tell real quick? Real quick. Because they uh, should be reading it. It's real good. Black Hammer, it's really cool. It basically, you know, you know how all these universes basically restart all the time. Superhero universes. Superhero universes. So, think of, like, you know, and there's always, like, these heroes that kind of remember the old the old universe. Mm -hmm. So the best way to pitch Black Hammer is like there's these group of heroes that when this universe re reboots are they remember the old universe and because of that they are like kind of like put off into this quote unquote pocket universe. Mm -hmm. And it basically just tells their story. They're like that. trapped on a farm. Well, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. And, and it's um uh, uh, but that uni that farm is more or less like their universe type of thing. It's yeah. really cool. It's really, it's just a very interesting story because you have characters from all the different genres of comics. You know, mm -hmm. like like the 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 golden age. You got a horror person in there. Mm -hmm. There's you know, someone who's very specifically seems like Martian Manhunter. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's really cool. It's it's really a very cool um, series, and I'm I'm actually. Enjoying that. It's uh, enjoying that a great deal. And oh. this one's for you, Randy. I enjoyed Brian Bendis's Man of Steel. Oh, that's right. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, the only thing about it that um, I didn't enjoy was the change of artists from issue to issue. So that be, that I didn't like that. However, I liked pretty much all of the artists. Mm -hmm. So I find myself enjoying that, but the change in storytelling style yeah. kind of would throw me, take me out of it a little bit, but the overall writing for the most part, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I know a little bit about what was happening in the Superman. So I was kind of up to date. Some stuff left me like, eh, I don't know what's going on, but it made me interested enough yeah. that I will look in on action comics. I'll look in on Superman. And if it looks like it's around the same type of quality, I'll, get those first trades it is it's real good i think my only problem with and i hear what you're saying about the, the artists um i kind of like it because it was kind of a kitschy throwback to um i feel like 80s superman stuff because you know superman used to run through a bunch of different books like if i was yeah, just reading this yeah. whole oral history on the death of, of superman, superman yeah that event that happened back in the nine 90s. 90s and um there was you know it would go uh, book to book, which mm -hmm. each had a different creative team. Yeah. So I kind of like that. But yeah, as a trade paperback, I think it might be a little jarring, mm -hmm. but we'll see. Uh, my problem with the storytelling was he kept flashing back to, what's his nuts, Grandpa L showing up. Yeah, it, he didn't see, need to do that. I didn't think, it's, especially considering that the flashback each time was just adding a panel. Yeah. You know what I that mean? Was, like, that dude, was, yeah, come on. Yeah, that was like... Not it wasn't a good um, storytelling element. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't I think like. I didn't like that. Detracted either. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I understand they were trying to go like, oh, what's the mystery? What happened mm-hmm. to Lois and, and John? But you could have done it differently. I think I've been more effective. Yeah. But yeah, that series has been great. Brian Michael Bendis has been killing it. I'm so glad. He feels kind of refreshed. Or maybe I'm, you know, projecting that onto him. Could but be. But I feel refreshed in his writing. Like I'm, right. It feels like old Bendis to me, which I like. Yeah, I'm, yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying that. I've told everybody I've been singing singing the praises. I'm waiting for Batman White Knight to be yeah. collected. Sean Murphy. I'm gonna grab that up. That's my dude. Um, I'm also waiting for, and I know it'll probably be you know, 2024 20, before it happens. But I'm waiting for the end of Doomsday Clock. Oh yeah. Because I like Gary Frank art. Yeah. So and that looks interesting. So I'm I'm waiting for that to get collected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invincible just at ended this year. So. I will sing the praises of Invincible. I left off around re, 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 reboot. Reboot. Right. Reboot question mark is, is mm-hmm. a story that I was in the middle of reading and then I somehow fell off. I just didn't have the next issue and I was enjoying it so much. I've dipped in and out of Invincible every so often. I'll just like jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, I really like that story so much that I didn't want to just skip an issue. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back and figure out where I left off and maybe buy the trades. I've been singing the praises about Bingo Love. Everybody yeah. should read Bingo Love. I Great read, yeah. comic book. Yeah. Uh, and also, I just started a comic book. Um, and actually, I started this because it was sit- it's like on my pile of the stuff that I'm taking to on this cruise I'm going on in December. And I realized that the pile's too big. Uh-huh. And I want to be more realistic about what I'm actually going to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, so let me just knock off a couple of things off in here. And I started reading this comic book called Black Cloud. Yeah. And, and that is actually really cool. So there's a lot of stuff out there that I, that I like. And you just now, from Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, you purchased uh, volume one of the complete John Hickman Fantastic Four. I did. I didn't want to count that because that is technically... I'm buying an old collection. Because oh. like, that was from, I mean, that was what? Is that old? It was only, it's not super it was in the old. last but 10 years, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, it's probably a good five years ago. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, you know, right. so just being true to as to right now, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, there are comics that I like. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't be here. You know what? Shut up. People giving Len a hard time. Man is discerning. And he's just a miserable motherfucker. So let him let him just <laughs> let him die his slow, sad, depressing life where he hates everything and everyone. Don't have to judge him for that. <laughs> also, uh, about Randy and me showing up on, on spoiler the, alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe since you, JD, mm-hmm. have admitted that gutter talk is the favorite of yours of all your cult pop shows. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I stand behind that. That the your co-host on Spoiler Alert should guest on our show. Oh. We don't go to them. They come to us. Shit. Oh. Well, okay, now, Rob so is Rob, local. Rob's in, he's local. He's only like maybe 45 minutes away. And then we got to get Randy to show up. So we got to wait till he's not on tour. And then we do have some recording equipment. So I wonder if we could somehow Skype in Mark underscore L underscore Miller. And as long as he's recording his side, yeah. then it would be good sound wise. Nice. For when we do the, uh, it goes out as a podcast. I think we should do a crossover event. Yeah, that'd be fun. And it, w- it would mean that me and Randy would have to read some comics. Yeah. But. If you go back in the archives, actually, I don't even think these, these archives are available anymore. But Gutter Talk actually grew out of the was an extension of a podcast that Randy and I used to do called The World's Finest Tribbles, mm-hmm. where we actually reviewed every week new comic books that came out. Yeah, man. So I forgot about that. We already been there, done that, son. What up? That's all I got. Level up. Um. All right, sounds good. Is that it? Are we done? We didn't actually have a topic this week. We just talked. We just responded to letters. Well, we had lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. Well, yeah, it's good to, re- so to we, respond we to did, the love. We had to respond to them. All right, I got one final tiny little, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna say the name, but I'm just saying, if you decide that the best way to spend your day is by attacking a comic creator's widow on social media, you need to rethink uh, what you're doing with your life. Do you concur, doctor? I do concur. I do concur. And anytime you, 
if you still feel like that after you have, you know, looked at your life and the way that it's living, you said, nope, I'm good with attacking this former, this uh, late creator's uh, wife with your stupidity. Please, please leave her alone and bring it to me. <laughs> Len bring will take all of your... At the Bat Tribble on Twitter. Bring it to me. Bring all your sass to me. Feel free to come down to 4327 Main Street in Maniunk. Ask for Len. I'll be right here, bruh. <laughs> and you can just let me have it. Let's have a good old conversation. <laughs> Boy, do I enjoy talking to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just reaching out to the fans. Reach out and touch someone. <laughs> oh, mm. And nope. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on Gutter Talk. Yes. If you want to hit us up, you can email us because I know my email is hard to remember. It's blacktribbles at gmail.com. And mine is coltspopgo at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me. Don't 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 give me your sass. Give your sass to Len. All I want <laughs> is like sweet, sweet nothings. I just want to go on a Twitter and experience comics Twitter. Like nobody's positive on comics Twitter anymore. Granted, comics Twitter, I keep saying comics Twitter as if it's a it's its own Twitter. But like all of the people on Twitter who are related to comics, it's just it's been rough this week. Um so I would I would like some nice things. There's plenty of nice yeah. stuff out there. I just gotta go find it. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you so much, and we will talk at you later. <laughs> <laughs>